Taking a look at news here on KCIM. The Iowa Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship announced Thursday that the moratorium on live bird exhibitions caused by highly pathogenic avian influenza had been lifted. The order, which had been active since November 10th, was canceled after 30 consecutive days had passed without the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Animal and Plant Health Inspection Services identifying a new bird flu infection in domestic poultry. The precautionary order also prohibited live birds from being sold or transferred at livestock auction markets, meats and exotic sales. Iowa Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nag says commercial poultry producers and those with backyard birds should continue to be vigilant with their biosecurity because this destructive disease still poses a serious ongoing risk. We're continually monitoring highly pathogenic avian influenza case counts worldwide and we remain ready to quickly respond should spring migration bring us another enhanced level of threat. An estimated 50 million birds were affected by the highly pathogenic avian influenza in the United States in 2022, including close to 15 million in Iowa. Carroll City officials have released the agenda for a special council session on Saturday as they conduct final interviews with candidates in the search for a new Carroll City manager. City leaders will open the meeting at 8 a.m. at Carroll City Hall. The only item of business is a closed session under Iowa Code 21.51I to evaluate the professional competency of an individual whose appointment, hiring, performance, or discharge is being considered when necessary to prevent needless and irreparable injury to that individual's reputation and that individual request a closed session. City council members, department heads, and community leaders will form panels to interview the three finalists, Fairfield City Administrator Aaron Cooker, Glidden City Administrator Brooke Peterson, and Lakeview City Administrator Scott Peterson. A hiring announcement is expected relatively quickly after the final interviews. Yesterday was the deadline for candidates interested in running in the February 7th special election to fill the vacant seat on the Carroll County Board of Supervisors. The Carroll County Republican Central Committee has named Cynthia Skaterico as their candidate, and the Carroll County Democrat Central Committee selected Tim Tracy. Skaterico holds a bachelor's degree in business administration from Robert Morris University and is pursuing her master's degree in natural resources sustainability from Virginia Tech. Tracy has a background in economic development across five chambers of commerce organizations and has been involved with the local Democratic Party for years, including an unsuccessful bid in 2015 to become the Iowa Democratic Party chair. Candidates must reside in District 5, which encompasses the city of Carroll's northeastern section, but voting is open to all eligible Carroll County residents. Absentee voting opens on January 18th at the earliest or whenever ballots are finalized. January 23rd is the last day to request vote-by-mail ballots, and the final day to vote early at the courthouse is February 6th. The winning candidates will take the spot of former District 5 supervisor Rich Ruggles, who announced he'd be stepping away from the board in November. Iowa Supreme Court Chief Justice Susan Christensen says there's a critical shortage of Iowa attorneys who'll represent indigent defendants and leading to trial days. This is a crisis in nearly every rural and urban county in the state of Iowa. According to Christensen, there are only four contract attorneys in Shelby County where she lives, and across the state there are only 600 lawyers willing to represent those defendants. That's just not enough attorneys to fulfill the constitutional responsibility of providing legal counsel to indigent criminal defendants. How can it be when the five-year average for criminal filings in Shelby County alone 
is 225 per year. Christensen says attorneys tell her the shortage is even worse in juvenile court. Maybe it's time for a kiddo to go home. It'll have to wait. Maybe it's time to remove a child from a dangerous situation. That too may have to wait. Either way, this crisis has a profound impact on Iowa's youth and families when we cannot hold timely hearings due to the unavailability of lawyers. Christensen is calling on legislators to increase the hourly pay for attorneys appointed to represent indigent defendants and for paying them for mileage as many represents clients in several counties, sometimes on the same day. Christensen has issued an order giving judges discretion to hold hearings online rather than in person to deal with some of the mileage challenges contract attorneys face, particularly in rural Iowa. Christensen, who delivered the annual condition of the judiciary address on Wednesday, told legislators only 12% of Iowa attorneys are willing to represent indigent defendants. Christensen also told lawmakers she's appointed a task force to examine how to address the shortage of court reporters. The chief justice says an accurate transcript of hearings and trials is critical to delivering justice, but there's a growing number of retirements and fewer people entering the profession. The Carroll Community School District Board of Education convenes Monday for its first meeting of 2023. The board will call the meeting to order at 5.30 p.m. at the Adams Elementary School boardroom. Their first item of business is to review and consider the latest recommendations from the Materials Reconsideration Committee, according to Superintendent Dr. Casey Burlong. I think this is probably books either four and five or five and six. And so just as we kind of said from the beginning, we have a process in place if somebody objects to materials. And so the committee is doing what we asked them to do. And there's a couple more recommendations in front of the board. The board's about halfway through 10 books that were brought to school officials' attention by concerned stakeholders due to their perceived graphic or inappropriate content. So far, the committee's recommended all the question books remain in the high school's library, and the school board has accepted their recommendations. They will then hear updates from district administrators concerning their respective buildings and consider more than 20 district policy updates. Verlaw says one of the most critical items for the board on Monday is the approval of the 2023 24 staffing plan. Especially in today's environment, we really got to give ourselves every opportunity to, if we're hiring positions, get out there early, do everything we can to attract interest. And so we'll discuss a staffing plan from preschool to high school on Monday night uh, for next year. He adds the board will also be setting a public hearing date for the 2023-24 school calendar at Monday's meeting. Verlaw says the board also needs to approve a contract for the design work on the upcoming $609,000 HVAC overhaul at the Carroll Middle School and Fairview Elementary. So we approved the bid and now we're going to have a contract in front of the board for consideration to move forward with the project. Work is slated to take place later this year after class is dismissed for the summer. Again, the Monday, January 16th meeting begins at 5.30 p.m. at Adams Elementary. The meeting is open to the public and stakeholders can participate remotely via Zoom. The full agenda is included with this story on our website. The three finalists in the City of Carroll's search for its next city manager are nearing the finish line. Last night, Fairfield City Administrator Aaron Cooker, Glidden City Administrator Brooke Peterson, and Lakeview City Administrator Scott Peterson met with residents and city leaders one last time before their final interviews today. Before his time in Fairfield, Cooker served as the city administrator in Hull in northwest Iowa. He says Carroll's top-notch reputation throughout Iowa drew him to the position. Looking forward to uh, learning more about your community and hearing more about your issues and how we can help and work together. 
Brooke Peterson joined the City of Glidden staff in 2020 with municipal experience before that at the City of Urbandale in the Community's Engineering and Public Works Department. She says Glidden has seen substantial growth during her time with the city and wants to bring the same energy to Carroll. We've got everything from wastewater plant happening to increased events. We've done economic development. We have a new car dealership. We have a new bar restaurant downtown and some businesses being added. So it's very exciting what's happening over there. And I'm very thankful for the opportunity to potentially do that here. Scott Peterson has been the city administrator in Lakeview for the past 24.5 years. The community has a population of about 1,100 residents, but it operates like a larger city due to the approximately 250,000 visitors to Blackhawk Lake every year. He says his leadership helped maintain Lakeview's solid fiscal position and facilitate residential and economic development projects during his tenure. Some of the development that's gone on as far as our commercial development, industrial development, we've had some great successes in that. We've recently had a lot more success in residential development, looking at, at what's going on there with homes. Now, it may just be onesies and twosies and threes, and that happens from spot to spot to spot, but we had 11 building permits last year for new homes, and, and that's just a really a great accomplishment. Attendees provided feedback to city officials following the meet and greet, which will be taken into consideration during the interviews today. The city council is scheduled to meet in a closed session afterwards to discuss the candidates one last time. Officials anticipate making a verbal offer tonight with a hiring announcement in the next one to two weeks. Iowa National Guard Adjutant General Benjamin Corell says it's increasingly difficult to recruit new soldiers and airmen, and less than 30% of young Americans meet the physical and medical requirements for membership. We open the door and want lots of young men and women from Iowa to uh, enter our ranks. Uh, but not everybody wants to serve. Uh, there's other opportunities that, that attract him. There's a lot of competition out there for uh, young men and women of Iowa to do other things that are less physically demanding and less uh, requirements driven. In a typical year, Correll says about 700 recruits apply for an Iowa National Guard service scholarship, but this past year that's increased to 900, and he says reducing the amount of each scholarship would hurt recruiting efforts. We're able to recruit young people, not only because we have recruiters, but because we have young people who have joined the organization and had the opportunity to have their college education paid for. If we come back and say, well, we can't fund you at 100% because we've, we've expended the money that we have within our budget, I don't think they're going to go tell their friends and their neighbors that, hey, you should join the Iowa National Guard. They said they're going to fund me at 100 percent. I only got 60 percent. The governor's budget calls for a one and a half million dollar increase for Iowa National Guard service scholarships for a total of over six million dollars in scholarship money for recruits. It was critical for us to keep that program going, keep it funded. It's important for Iowa, it's important for our communities to get these young people with a college education. And then we've got to balance their requirements in the Iowa National Guard with their ability to go to school. Corral cites recent studies indicating 2022 was the worst year for milita military recruiting since 1973 as the military began the transition to an all-volunteer force. Corral estimates this latest batch of new Iowa Guard recruits is about 60 percent of his target. He has about 98 percent of the soldiers the Pentagon has authorized for the Iowa Army National Guard and 97 percent of the airmen for the Iowa Air National Guard. It's not a crisis today. My role is to make sure we have the people, they're trained and they're ready to respond. And to do that, we've got to reach out. We've got to get more people, more young, more young men and women from Iowa that say, tell me more about this Iowa Guard. 
Corral spoke with reporters after he delivered the annual condition of the Guard address to legislators earlier this week.